laugh at this next part. In a world of political correctness and cancel culture, two comedians have risen up to prove that with the right angle, anything can be funny. This is You Can't Laugh at That. Who writes these? Who huh? should have this person locked up and looked at? Live from Golden Ox Studios in Cleveland, Ohio, it's Steve Murs and David Horning. On this week's episode, if you want to be more accepted, yeah. don't yell at people to accept you. Right. You know, just Let people be dumb. Right. And live. allow them to learn their, from their mistakes. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Work sucks. There's a reason we don't look forward to Monday mornings and we look forward to Friday nights. But what if we could change that? That's why there's water cooler comedy. Did you know that incorporating humor into your work makes you more creative, more innovative, and more collaborative? That's why we bring in professional comedians to break up the monotony of the work week with a fun comedy show. Or you can bring in a keynote speaker to share new ideas for how to incorporate humor into the everyday activities of the workplace. Or we have a program called Creative Kickoffs, where we start your day, your meeting, your Monday by bringing your team together with improv exercises and fun team building activities. It's water cooler comedy. You can find us on social media, on Twitter at Comedy Cooler, on Instagram at Water Cooler Comedy, and on our website at watercoolercomedy.org. Because work is the time and place to laugh. Hi, welcome to the podcast that I just tentatively titled You Can't Laugh at That, where we take topics that are too taboo to joke about. And we take them on from multiple perspectives and prove that, yes, Steve, everything can be funny. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And um, yes, I, my name is Steve. I'm, my name is Steve Mers, and that's, that's the other uh, guy talking. Um, I'm the other guy. <laughs> not from the movie The Other Guys. Oh, I'm, man. I'm not from any movie. I'm never, I'm never one for the pageantry of beginning something. That's why, I, that's why I don't make a good host. I'm like, hey, all right, let's just get right into it. Just roll right yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Just, dr- <laughs> just open up with a racial slur and we get this thing going. Uh, all right. Yeah, so my name anyways, is, uh, um, I'm David. Uh, I'm David Horning. <laughs> and uh, we are both, uh, we, we consider ourselves comedians. We've been told that we're comedians. So I guess that's something that we're going to go with. I've told myself I'm a comedian. I wake up every day, look at myself in the mirror, dead in these baby blue eyes, and I say, David, you, you're a comedian. And then, and then it happened. It's just, it's, just, it's like the secret. Yeah, yeah. You Willed don't, it into existence. You don't, you, you don't want to get too crazy with calling people comedians because then they get, they inflate oh, their egos. Yeah, and yeah they, they make it part of their name on Facebook. Yeah, comedian such and such. It's, uh, it's very, uh, it's fun to see. Um, it's like, oh, yeah? Oh, no, that's a picture of you at an open mic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> More than likely bombing. How did you get on that show? <laughs> yeah, how Who did you get on that this? open mic? Yeah, how did you get on that open mic? What do I have to do to get to your level of comedian? Yeah. <laughs> Coffee shop, gorilla, inconveniencing. <laughs> right? Yeah, so. So we came here on a first date, and now we got to listen to rape jokes. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, man, let me tell you. That's There's great. a new comedian. I'm not going to say who it is. But they just go straight into the the date rape jokes, and it's like, 
you'll figure it out at some point that this is just never going to get you anywhere. No. <laughs> like he's his potential, but as you know, it's one of those things. It, what, it, what it takes time and energy and falling flat on your face so many times to be able to earn those jokes. It's funny to watch, watch these you know people who've gone up like once or twice and they just dive right into a topic. They have no business talking about, which is why today we are going to talk, talk about, about trans people. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that too. Two white guys, The uh, we are the foremost experts on transgender people. No, this is a, uh, basically what we're going to do is we're going to go into uh, a joke that a comedian told recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is how I'm uh, introducing the clip. Uh, Michael Che from Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. Got under uh, he, he just a lot of heat. He got a lot of heat for for telling this joke on Weekend Update, and uh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about it, kind of dissect it a little bit, and uh, go from there, and and try to find some angles on this that that uh, are objectively you know can be fun. right. But see, bear in mind, objectively we can talk about anything, but subjectively we are white in a in a societal context right. that's what makes it different and i understand that and that's that's the one thing you have to be cognizant of right and and the reason the reason i wanted to do this podcast and, and this this mm-hmm. sort of theme is uh, to kind of help understand like something that we don't necessarily always understand mm-hmm. uh, i mean it's, it's experience kind of, yeah it's, it's about life experience. it's a sounding out of of where we are and like we're constantly trying to be better you know if you, you get on stage and you don't you, you tell a joke that gets groans, but you think it's funny. It's like okay, there's a gap between where I am with this joke right now and where it needs to be to turn those groans into actual laughter. You know, to mm-hmm. be able to to turn it around. Uh, like I've been doing jokes about Jared from Subway recently, and I've been getting a lot of O's. Yeah, and I'm kind of navigating how to transform those O's into laughs, or like you know those groans. Mm-hmm. And then the next punchline is one that brings them back. Like that's that's yeah. my goal because it's it's inherently funny. Anyway, got I've, off track. I've, I've over the years have, have been able to get people to do that too. It's it's one of those things you just have to understand the psychology of of comedy and yeah. So. It's a process, you know. I mean, you can't just like when, when somebody who goes to a comedy show and they hear a joke. To them, it's just like that's the joke. But to us, is there's so much more to it. There are layers mm-hmm. upon layers upon layers. Uh, if you're if you're any good, mm-hmm. at it, you know. I mean, I don't take a joke and just look at it at face value. Like there is meaning. There are, there are levels as to why it's funny to me and uh, why I want to share it with other people. Yeah, and share that laugh. So, Michael Shea, weekend update. This past weekend, here it is. Rapper Kanye West released his new gospel album, Jesus is King, yesterday. And it's also being reported that Kanye will be altering his old hits with more G-rated lyrics. So, yay. (laughs) Yeah, at first I thought Kanye was losing his mind, and now I feel like he's fine. He's just turning into an old white lady. (laughs) I mean, he used to be like one of the coolest black dudes on earth. Now he's showing up to events in sweatpants and orthopedic sneakers. (laughs) Listening to Kenny G and trying to get black people to like Trump. It's like, how long before this guy changed his name to Kathy? <laughs> now, you might think that I'm crazy, but about five years ago, there was a fella named Bruce Jenner. <laughs> oh, they cut, it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they cut it. They cut it. Wait, so they... So that wasn't... It almost seemed like that was a joke in itself where they cut, like, oh, you're not... 
like yeah they they it, so it did go longer yeah no there was there were gr- audible groans and someone was just like no <laughs> when he told that joke oh man i need to find this i didn't know they cut it do you notice something about the mic i'm not going to comment too long about this but when they when he stops talking they turn his mic off so you can hear the audience yeah and then they switch it back you oh, can yeah. tell it we, we need to do that at comedy shows so it would be <laughs> That's how you get the laughter in there. Unplug the XLR right. and plug it back in. <clears throat> oh, man. I'm, I'm sad that they uh, they cut that. But, I mean, you could see where, where he was coming from. Like, uh, he, I mean, Kanye obviously has been uh, associated with the Kardashians, mm-hmm. which uh, for some reason are closely associated with Caitlyn Jenner, mm-hmm. which is uh, – but what, what people are mad about is, is that he brought up uh, he he said uh, it's called dead naming somebody, uh, saying their their name f- before the transition. Mm-hmm. Bruce Jenner, like saying that is is a taboo. I just say Bruce Lynn. Bruce, <laughs> there it is. It's a combination. But the the fact that that we're ignoring that Caitlyn Jenner was once an Olympic runner named Bruce is is completely. I mean, to me, that like there's you can't, already an you implication. Can't just whitewash history like there's that. an already an implication of that of that athleticism where where it's sort of you know when they all that controversy about you know athletes uh, trans athletes uh, competing against other people and then just blowing away the competition right because um, it's it comes down to it's uh, sexual dimorphism you know humans men are just bigger than women on average there's a considerable amount of overlap. Uh, but uh, there's there are just dif- different biological things that work there. The thing is, it's when it comes down to ability, mental ability, and all these other things. There is literally the it's wide open. Your your size and your mental capacity are completely different. And I think people like to think that women are in- inherently inferior just because of sexual dimorphism, but that is just not the case. Yeah, that's and so that should be stressed. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, that's that's almost projection. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't. I'm I'm a, I'm a man. I'm I'm better than a woman. You know, there's an inherent ironic inferiority to that. Where if you think you're smarter than women, it actually makes you pretty stupid to yeah. think that. Oh yeah, I think of that uh, the same way white supremacists feel that they're superior to African Americans. If you're so superior, you would know that you weren't. You, you would know that if you're if you're really a smart white guy, you would know that you're not smart because you're white right it's, that, that makes you an individual it doesn't make it's not ascribed to your your gender or your sex or your race which is not even real but that's objective not subjective race is real in the societal context but not in a biological context right it's just like how close did you grow up to the equi- uh, uh, compared to the equator it, <laughs> i mean that, that, yeah there there are a lot of things but that is a big one uh, as far as your phenotype goes you know the way you look uh, on the outward Right. Which is a very tiny percentage of your, such a minuscule percentage of your genetics, it's entirely inconsequential. To, to me, I mean, this, this whole ranking thing, like, oh, yeah. I'm better because I'm white or I'm a male, it's, it's an ego-driven thing. That's right. like, you know, all right, whatever whatever helps you sleep better at night, man. Shay's joke there, here's the thing <clears throat> with with, uh, with his joke is, like, the setup, he, he was building to it, and then the punchline just kind of fell flat. Mm. Um 
because the audience was with him the whole time, and it was funny. You know, it was, yeah. he's Kanye's going to show up. Uh, you know, he shows up in sweats and, and orthopedic shoes. You know, he's going to change his name to Kathy and become an old old white woman. <laughs> Shape ups. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's hilarious. And then and then he invokes Bruce Jenner and loses everybody. And uh, the thing with SNL, though, like, when did that album drop? Last Friday, last Saturday. Yeah. So he had a day to write that joke, mm. if that hours to to include that joke there. Mm-hmm. Michael Shea is such a talented comedian in the way that he handles controversial topics. He's so likable on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, the words that he uses, the, his uh, his his composure while he's up there is just very nonchalantly like talking to you. Mm-hmm. It's it seems like more of a dialogue than a than a monologue when when he's when he's performing. There's a few comedians that that are just so natural on stage like that. I would like to see where that joke uh, would have ended up had he had more time to really work it out and yeah and like get over you know the the groans, get through that, and figure out how to make it into you know to that last punchline, make that the big hit. Wait, what was his punchline again? Oh, you man. said it right. Uh, or, yeah, I, I'm sure there's that a, is missing for me, so I need to know what that was. It's one of those things where I, it, it's not only what was the punchline; I need to hear it the way he said it because right. that is at least half the battle right there. Everybody's calling for his head to get fired, and it's like, no, don't do that. that. Yeah, no, no. Shay's so-called joke went like this. So-called <laughs> joke, yeah, like you are the arbiter of jokedom. It, this is from IndieWire. Uh, I mean, he used to be one of the coolest black dudes on earth. Now he's showing up to events in sweatpants and orthopedic sneakers, listening to Kenny G and trying to get black people to like Trump. It's like, how long before this guy changes his name to Kathy? All right, and then this person says, take it on its own. The joke is fine, even mildly funny. If Shea had stopped there, it would have been a perfectly acceptable quip that didn't necessarily even reference trans people, much less in a disrespectful way. But Shea had to go and bring Caitlyn Jenner into it. Now, you might think I'm crazy, but about five years ago, there was a fellow named Bruce Jenner, and he moved to Calabasas. In one short sentence, Shea manages to use the word fella, the incorrect pronoun, and Jenner's previous name. He misgenders her, dead names her, and actively calls her a word that it's safe to assume she would never use to describe herself. As a refresher, using a trans person's birth name is referred to as dead naming and is considered an act of violence. Um, that's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. An act of violence. It's an act of violence, <laughs> verbal violence. Um, there, you know, there's assault. Mm-hmm. There's all these other, you know, there's verbal uh, illegal, you know, transgressions. But it's weird how when you even in talking in the past tense, he was speaking in the past tense. Is that correct? Yeah. About but then what the fuck is the problem? Right. That, that's what I was saying. Even earlier. in the present t- tense, that's like if well, depending on the context, obviously this is a little confusing. But because we need to hear what I mean, like what that would be, what mm-hmm. that would sound like. He definitely said what is not nomenclature or whatever you want to call it. It's that would be just like a faux pas or like a, a misnomer or whatever you want. What the word what word I'm looking for, but it's a. Uh, I don't know. It's just funny how they. I can I can sympathize with a lot of things that this person might be trying to allude to, but mm-hmm. directly from what you've been telling me, it seems. I don't know. I I also don't have the article right in front of me. It's I like to read 
to be able to kind of soak it in here. But it's like, I think that's uh, it's a little bit far. What is this, IndieWire? Yeah. Uh, another reputable news source, like Slate and Jezebel. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's like, if he had referred to Caitlin as Bruce in present terms, like, if you, if you, I understand that if you are talking to somebody who's trans and then you're calling them to their face by their birth name, that's, that's messed up. Like, that, you don't do that. You're being disrespectful, yeah. especially, it's like, one thing to accidentally do that, mm-hmm. which I can totally sympathize with, Sure, that could be disrespectful, obviously. Mm-hmm. But when you, just as if you were to do that, to take this out of the this subject matter's context and do it to something else, it would still be disrespectful on some level. And it's like, I get that. But it's like, I don't know, it just crosses a line. And it reminds me of all the reasons that Donald Trump is president. <laughs> because this is what the left is being painted as. Not that it's inaccurate either. I think it's just sort of, amplified and it's sort of become a straw man or a sort of sensationalism you know my impulsive opinion is i don't agree with this i I get what's what people are who are offended by this are trying to do you know they want more equality in how we refer to a group of people that are like coming into the mainstream and we're in in a period in history where things like this are more accepted mm-hmm. and to uh, to to react to somebody who probably doesn't really understand it yet doesn't have a gra- I mean I I have you know I respect it I, I just yeah. don't have the understanding to you know I mean I'm not a, obviously not an expert I'd say conversely my sort of knee-jerk reaction to it is like no that's bullshit but also you just have to remember that one thing about not just trans transgendered people is there's also just the LGBTQ community as a whole. These people, um, it's funny how people are like, it's not natural. Oh, it's not natural? You think these people are choosing to just live a life of pure uh, rejection and like- denial and... Uh, and hate because it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, it's extremely natural. It's extremely natural for these people to want it. It's not for attention because it's, it's not all publicity is good publicity. <laughs> Any pub- you know what I mean? It's not. I don't believe that. No. I really don't believe that. It ruins their life. But they at least they, you know, they at least get some relief out of living the way they feel they really about who they are. You know right. what I mean? So it's like. It, to to live a life of just sheer rejection all the time, I can see where the animosity comes from. Or I don't think that's even the right word because that almost sounds like, you know what I mean? Like it's the animosity towards them, even just having to deal with with people shitting on you all the time. As far as like labels go, and 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 who you like calling Caitlyn Jenner Bruce. Yeah, I don't know. It's I guess it depends on for me, I think if you're talking about past tense, that's that's kind of a bit much. Yeah. There there's know? a way to, to dance around it. I if like you point on a, a box of Wheaties and you see Bruce Jenner, yeah, and you ask who is that? I'd be like, That's Bruce Jenner. But that that was Bruce Jenner. Yeah. <laughs> that who is now Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, where where's Bruce Jenner now? Well Bruce Jenner right. is a 
62-year-old man who lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's Caitlyn Jenner now, you know? One more comment. Yeah, there are bigger fish to fry than labels. Oh, I agree. I think that you're approaching it the wrong way. That uh, People make mistakes, and people are just now learning about all this stuff and figuring it out, and it's becoming more normal. And I think 20 years from now, all of this will seem weird, and mm-hmm. I'm going to sound like an asshole on some level, but I'm trying to be objective, too. But also, it's like one of those things where you need to get more to the core of these things and not worry about sort of labels. You need to... Like I said earlier, you need to establish the the fact that a lot of this stuff is natural and logically explain to people why why would they do why would they be this way unless this isn't who they are because why would anybody want this negative you know no attention? of course not no way there's and, no fucking way and uh, to attack people uh, for their misunderstanding of it is not the right strategy it's it, not productive it's, it's not it's you know if you, if you want to be more accepted yeah don't yell at people to accept you right like, you know just let people be dumb. Right, just and live. allow them to learn their, from their mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, I mean, what all people really want is they want the freedom to live their life how they want it. I think people denying them aren't doing it to be an asshole per se. They they are assholes on some level. I mean, depending on who we're talking about, but they aren't. They're naturally reacting to this. This is just the way humans are. Where you know, learn like, but it, it's a process, and it needs to. But people need to be. There's there's definitely a middle ground here for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. So Michael Che, mm-hmm. asshole. Um, I think he might actually be an asshole, uh, but not like in this sense. I think a lot of people are assholes. Yeah. I don't know the guy. Uh, I think he's very funny. I I don't I don't know. I I don't want to say he's definitely an asshole. I'm just saying like who who's to say he isn't? But not necessarily for this reason. For this, no, no. So. I don't want to pass judgment. Right. I mean, just on on this yeah. one thing. I mean, there there are so many there are so many better ways to approach that joke. <clears throat> and uh, this next clip is Nikki Glaser from the roast of Alec Baldwin, where Caitlyn Jenner was actually on the dais. Uh, she was one of the roasters. Mm-hmm. So of course, uh, Nikki Glaser goes in hard as she always does. She's such a good comic. Mm-hmm. So Nikki Glaser on Caitlyn Jenner. I just want to thank you for all you've done for the trans movement and the size 16 stiletto industry. (laughs) You are such an incredible athlete. People forget just how fast you once ran from your first family to go be on a reality show. Seriously, though, I know being a new mom is hard. Even Casey Anthony knows the current location of her daughter. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. You're a Republican. I don't know why. You've already gained control over a woman's body. What does that party have to do to lose your support? Uh, Be your son? Caitlin, I know you've only publicly identified as a woman for a few years, but I just want you to know that I know that deep down you have always been a c- And, uh... (laughs) I spell it with a K, though, for you. You're great. Thank you. You're great. Uh, You know what's funny? Uh, Or what's weird about when you... When people like to... Well, the lack there of parsing what what makes a joke funny, what makes it offensive, 
blah, blah, blah. Uh, a lot of those jokes are matter-of-fact jokes. They're not like, ha, you're trans, you suck. It's <laughs> That's not how that works. It's like, it's wordplay. It's a lot of things about who she is. Mm-hmm. And they would apply to anything about anybody's sexual orientation, their who they are as a person. There's ways you can do that about just about anybody. The only thing that makes it sort of iffy, or at least people get a little sensitive, they're like, oh, it's about trans people. I don't even want to think about this. Right. And with, with comedy, you don't have time to intellectualize a joke. You have to react to it, whether you laugh or not. And if right. you're not in the mode of just wanting to just laugh at whatever is actually funny, then you, you're kind of, you're not there to have fun. And um, I get it if you want to just be safe. Like, anybody gives a shit what you think anyways. Like, oh, you don't flatter yourself. No one cares if you laugh or not. And people worry about their reputation. So I don't know. You, you get where I'm coming from. No, yeah, it's, for sure. I mean, indeed. I don't want to rant too long. I but um, but what what she did there? She she yeah. jokes more about Caitlyn's actions mm-hmm. rather than how she identifies, and I think that's I mean exactly. people's actions are always fair game because people are stupid. Like I do stupid shit every day. Mm-hmm. We do dumb shit in the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit <clears throat> of making our lives easier. Mm-hmm. If you were to objectively analyze any person's life, it's like why would you do that? Why what are you doing? Like, uh, in, in her case. She left her family to be with uh, to to be with um, Kardashian, mm-hmm. and uh, and the rest is history. Keeping up with the pronouns, yeah, that's what I always say. <laughs> I love that joke. Yeah, irreconcilable but, similarities. You know, are the the never mind. Yeah, that's right. You do it. have you do yeah, have that a couple of jokes. There. Yeah, but those are this is and you know what I find funny about. That joke where I say, you know, they him and Chris Jenner got they didn't get divorced, but if they do, that's my new joke. But you know, if they got divorced citing irreconcilable similarities, people go, Oh, well, I don't know if you should say that. It was like, so are you denying their similarities? I think if you want to ad- identify Caitlin as a woman, you would agree that there are similarities. And if you don't agree, that's like you're saying that is not legitimately a trans woman. So I find that ironic. Um, but people, again, they don't want to, they don't, they don't have the chance to think about it either, but their knee jerk reaction is incorrect right? in that sense. So it's kind of funny how, how people, you know, don't want to just give it. I wrote that one day thinking, "Ah, I think I want to write like a, like a, a weekend update style joke. And within like a couple minutes, I thought of that and I was like, wow, I can like, that's like a, a late night style joke, but. You know, it's a, it probably wouldn't make it on late night well, <laughs> because of the subject matter. Or well, right, you, that's a good point. Well, the way you deliver the irreconcilable similarity. I mean, you're you everything you say in that joke is true. Mm-hmm. There, you know, you don't stretch anything. You don't make anything up. Uh, whereas, uh, to me, the Michael Shea joke just wasn't worked out enough. I'm yeah. sure with some time and some love and some uh, some crafting and. Cutting and pasting, he would have uh, he would have put together a good joke. Mm-hmm. But the way that he got like I I see where he lost the audience. I'm still trying to wrap my head around like what happened because he had them with him the whole way mm-hmm. with the whole comparing Kanye to an old white woman, and then he invokes uh, he invokes his actual mother in law or father in law. He he invokes I mean is yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
and the and then the joke just like you said, you hear that name, an image comes to your mind, a thought comes to your mind, a knee jerk reaction comes to your mind, mm-hmm. and now you've created resistance between yourself and the audience. Yeah, and I think with maybe a tag like the joke just trailed off. He doesn't. He just kind of ends the joke on an ellipses. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, a guy named Bruce that went to Calabasas, and then the audience just is silent for mm-hmm. the most part. And he realizes the joke bombs, and then they cut to Colin, who's laughing. Which, uh, I mean, they he knew the joke didn't work. They both knew the joke didn't work right then and there. Mm. I wonder, you know, if he were to add a tag to it, add something else to it, to close on an actual punch rather than like a to be continued. Yeah, that that, that that we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Right. And thinking back, you know, to to the thing I said, the one thing you could pick apart is the fact that I say that it's irreconcilable similarities, like like as if two women couldn't live happily together. But that wasn't that is already an existing term within the joke that I wrote. The other term was what I switched. So when you have to like sit there and think about. What irreconcilable means. That's not the. That wasn't the point of the joke. Right. The point of the joke was the wordplay on the other part of the the two words. Yeah, irreconcilable. And so it's like it can be irreconcilable mm-hmm. because Chris Jenner is a straight woman. Right. If she was a lesbian, then they would be. It'd be perfect. Re, it would be reconcilable. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. All right, and then uh, the, the last clip that I want to play. Uh, this one. Um, Dave Chappelle. I mean, he's yeah. he's an expert joke writer, but I think uh, I mean it got a lot of blowback from, from his special. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just kind of uh, pick it apart and see where we go. This is from Dave Chappelle's special, Sticks and Stones. I feel bad for T's, but it's so confusing, and it's not all my fault. I, I feel like they need to take some responsibility for my jokes. Because I didn't come up with this idea on my own. This idea that a person can be born in the wrong body. But they have to admit, that's a fucking hilarious predicament. (laughs) It's really fucking funny. If it happened to me, you'd laugh, wouldn't you? That wouldn't be funny if it happened to me? I think it would be. What if if it did? What if I was was Chinese, but but born in this nigga body? That's not funny. And for the rest of my life, I had to go around making that face. Hey, everybody, I'm Chinese! <laughs> and everyone get mad. Stop making that face. That's offensive. What? <laughs> this is how I feel inside. It's hard not to think about. Even when I watch sports, I be thinking about. Like, like think about. Okay, okay. Say, say LeBron James uh, changed his gender. You know what I mean? Okay. Can he stay in the NBA, or because he's a woman, does he have to go to the WNBA, where he will score 840 points a game? <laughs> what? Does it actually mean to be equal? You know what I mean? Like, if women are actually equal to men, then there would be no WNBA, would there? You would just be good enough to play in the NBA with us. Or, 
Here's another idea that's gonna be very controversial. You could shut the fuck up. I hated how after punchlines like that, he would just walk around. Yeah. That's... It's a tell. I'm sorry, ladies. I just, I got a fucking Me Too headache. Y'all's killing me right now. All right, that's enough. Just sit here and listen to sh- the rest of the rest of this podcast is Dave Chappelle's special Sticks and Stones. Enjoy. Um, no, Sticks and Stones are for cavemen. He's more of a dinosaur. Uh, I think he is his. Ba- he's kind of ancient in a way where, he, like his jokes, he's being honest, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And I thought the special was was funny uh, because I laughed at things, mm-hmm. and that's what funny is uh, when you laugh at something. I think that's pretty fucking uh, primal. You know, in itself, but uh, but I did also find myself watching this, going, I don't fucking like that. I don't agree with that. Right. You know, but I still laughed. Uh, just depends on the joke. Is a special full of jokes. Which jokes with or which we don't. We're not going to get into it. But you know, when he talked about touching kid or Michael Jackson touching, I was like, no, this this dude definitely got molested, and that's not funny. That in itself. And I didn't really find the jokes particularly funny either. I literally, like, objectively didn't find them that funny. But that was just a few of the jokes in the whole special. Right. So. Right. I I, I didn't find those jokes funny myself. Yeah. Either. But, I mean, obviously people did. But here's, this is yeah. Dave Chappelle. I mean, he's he brings a very 90s, very, you know, uh, 2000s kind of mentality to his jokes. And mm-hmm. uh, to me... Like when I was a kid and I saw, you know, uh, people who had special needs or people from different races or people who were gay, like I didn't understand it, so I made fun of it. And I think what he's doing here without, like he kind of mentions it, he's he's almost just airing out his, the fact that he doesn't understand it. He pretty much says it up front. And then he has the line, you know, they need to take responsibility for my jokes, uh, which, uh, yeah. I mean, you can take either way, but he's, like you said, he's being honest. It's a little bit of a fuck you, for sure. Yeah. At, at least. Yeah. No, but that, that I still, I can, I can at least respect someone who's being honest because, you know, there's a lot of people that just go out there and just pander. Right. And they may not be, they may not be being honest. So at least I can respect him for that in that sense. Right. And and he's, yeah, he, it's not like he's advocating for for violence or, you know, people to disrespect people in these communities he's doing what louis doing right now where he's pushing the envelope Mm -hmm. but they're good jokes i mean regardless of how you feel about the subject matter and what their opinions are underneath the jokes the subtext of it all i think they are legitimately funny jokes especially because you know why we laugh at things is because there is a moral violation that happens at least that's one of the many ways you can laugh it's a violation of some sort mental violation where you're like haha you laugh because something's not right yeah it's almost like a cognitive dissonance Mm -hmm. and so that's why i laugh at a lot of these things because i know they're wrong in that sense you know depend i don't like to say wrong because i don't want to blanket it over everything right but uh that's that's how that works and that's not an opinion either that is that's pretty solid science right there psychology i should say which is not necessarily a science per se but uh, it's repeatable and testable and predictable. Right. I mean, it it, yeah. it disrupts a pattern in your brain. Like this yeah. is the way it is. This is the way it is. This is the way it is. Punchline. Like, oh shit. That's oh, a different way. That's that's new. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The um, 
Well, I think what people missed out here on when this came out and, and all the, the uproar was happening was this is an opportunity to communicate with people who don't understand these communities yeah. rather than rather <clears throat> than to push them away and label them yeah. as being disrespectful. It's like, clearly you don't understand what's really going on here. Let's it, start a dialogue rather than when you start attacking somebody for mm-hmm. for their lack of understanding, Who like who's the worst person here? He's airing out a lot of things that people don't want to talk about, which, again, that's what Louis's doing. You know, him jerking off in his apartment aside. The, <laughs> Louis is a great comedian, and he's not Bill Cosby. I fucking hate Bill Cosby, not only as a comedian. I mean, he is a classic comedian and his whatever, but I don't find him particularly funny either. But he's old, older. But Old school, yeah. Louis is hitting nerves that are like, wow, I can't believe he just... It's a, a, a huge release of tension. And that is how comedy works. Release that tension. Keep releasing it. Boom, boom, boom. Do it. It's such a refreshing thing to hear him talk about the things that a lot of people find very unsavory. Right. I, I love it. Um, and I might, people might think I'm an asshole for liking Louie, but you know what? Uh, That's you're, not, you're not, you're not, you're not, a lot of these people that do these discussions on what's what, and again, his personal, you know, whatever he does outside of comedy, I don't want to examine that because, first of all, I wasn't there. Uh, but, and I believe that, whatever. But you get what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. but when people try to try to analyze comedy, a lot of these people are not very intellectual that take the other side. They're not. They don't understand actually how laughter works. There is that whole thing of disrespect and whatnot, but that's not the point of comedy. No, Nobody's going out there to turn people off. No. They're not. They're trying to get that real, get in where a lot of people don't go, and it's refreshing. It is, I think. Like, it's one of those things where you, I don't know, you just hear people talk about safe stuff. It gets so convoluted. It's a fresh perspective. I'm not completing any of my rants. I I realize that, but I also (laughs) don't want to, I don't want to keep, I could just keep going, and I don't want to waste too much time, so... But I mean, I you think, get where I'm going, though. Yeah, get where I'm going. Yeah, of course. I mean, you have you have to air out these perspectives on this. It's to have these dialogues out in the open yeah. like this is important. <clears throat> yes. So why are we shutting? Why are we shutting it off? You know, why yeah. are people? Well, it's not even that. Well, some people are calling for that, and I get it. Like, with the sense of like, get Che off the TV. Nope. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's that's uh, not solving anything. You have the right to to say whatever you want about it, and I get it, and I, I I'll listen to that even. But uh, and there are good points to be made, but in the grand scheme of things, no, you need to let these people do this stuff, and it will sort itself out over time. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. I think the best thing is that this does promote progress. It may seem counterintuitive, but it does. I really think it does because the truth will always prevail. So whatever this does. To to you know over time it's gonna sort itself out. Yeah, it's I bl- a stepping stone between where we are and where we're going to be. Where this isn't even yes. a topic that we're talking about anymore. Yeah, you know we're on to we're on to whatever's more important at the time. Right. And that's why I hate when it's just like no censor that, get rid of that. So what, the, what what makes you any different from people who are burning books that were, you know, unsavory? You know, these aren't witches. Yeah, these this is they're comedians. Right, and. 
this is, you know, comedy is a safe space to air these grievances out, to right. kind of try to articulate a misunderstanding of something. That safe space thing has been reappropriated. I don't want to say misappropriated either. It's just reappropriated in the sense that it's, it really should be there. I think people, safe space can go both ways in a legitimate way and an illegitimate way. But it's like, yeah, no, you, you should be able to air out anything you want to say and let people judge judge you accordingly. But then you got audiences too. There's 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 your your fans, and then there's people that aren't your fans, and those people judge you more than your fans do. And, but it's it's an open forum, and there's no room for people to come in and ruin everybody else's uh, what they find funny. Right. I I enjoyed social media the the week following this special coming out. So many. Like expert opinions from people who aren't even involved in comedy. Here, are, here's my take on the Dave Chappelle special. Ugh, Nobody asked you. Woefully unfunny yeah. and actually very pseudo intellectual. In a lot, a lot of times, they don't want to take an objective approach uh, necessarily. Uh, it, again, I don't like to say that because who are we talking about? I'm not talking about anybody specific. I would rather sit there and pick apart someone, even in their own art, uh, an article they write is not even them. That's a little slice of who they are. Mm-hmm. And they may even, some of these people may even regret it after writing it, but they're like, I'm just out. Yep. And whatever. They, they're entitled to their opinion and they, they make good points sometimes and sometimes they don't. But I, you know, again, I'm ranting and I'm not completing my right. thought, but you get where I'm going. Yeah, no, so, it's, it's important to listen to, for, to all points of view on it because yeah. there's literally an infinite number of ways that we can take you know, that somebody can watch that and, and respond to it. And, I mean, the whole time I was watching it, in my head I was like, oh, this is a guy who doesn't understand this. Yeah. And he's trying to articulate that yeah. to other people in a way that, I mean, as a comedian, what is your goal when you're on stage? You want to get laughs. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's what he was trying to do. That was his why behind this, I mean, even doing a special, even yeah. doing comedy in the first place. Everything he does is to get that laugh and – to bring up something that's uncomfortable like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one way to do it. Um, I mean, he, you know, his talking about if LeBron James decided, to, you know, I mean, this goes back to your your point about about uh, biological and physical differences. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I thought that that was a great joke. Uh, he's scoring 840 points in the in the WNBA. Like, they, it's a legitimate question. Like, what would happen if LeBron James came out as transgender? Yeah. It, the, what would happen, you know, and just imagining right. a six foot eight, two hundred eighty pound, ripped mm-hmm. woman just tearing through right. people who are half his size, and his misunderstanding again outside of the context of comedy, sure misunderstanding, but he's trying to do jokes. Mm-hmm. You have to bend the truth mm-hmm. to get a joke out, mm-hmm. and what that's what people don't understand. He may or may not actually misunderstand that in real life when he said, "If you think women are." equal then how come that well (laughs) you're talking about again we're going back to sexual dimorphism not just inherent abilities as a whole you know but again he's not (laughs) this is these are jokes this is not a fucking ted talk circling back to this how Chappelle evolves as a joke writer you know does his next special does he come out does he do a trans joke does he, you know, does he further his understanding in what it means to be, to be trans in right. that community? Does I mean, so it'll be interesting to see because yeah. uh, you know, I consider Dave Chappelle uh, to, at the at the peak of 
comedy. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's top five comedians that are working right now for sure. I mean, of all time, maybe too. Maybe even yeah. But at that time will tell. But right. he's yeah in the moment he's definitely top five. I mean, you can still go back and listen to Carlin and and his jokes still resonate today. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. when you'd be able to really tell like yeah. does this person really stand the test of time? But um, and, and um, this this special it didn't knock him down a peg. I mean, yeah. it, it. I don't think it was uh, on par with some of his previous work, mm-hmm. but I think uh, what he's doing is, like you said, he's just being very honest, very open about his perspective on this group of people that he does not understand. Here's what I think is funny about it. And yeah. he goes on to, to do that, you know. Uh, saying it's a hilarious predicament probably, it's almost the exposition in the joke. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't need to say that yeah. because, I mean... Is that a hilarious predicament? Like, when I set up a joke, I don't, I don't say, "Here's what's funny," and then deliver the punchline because it, it takes a lot of the heat away from the punchline. Yeah, uh, I, I hate that. I hate exposition. Over-explaining stuff yeah. ruins everything. Right. Ugh. And so I think that's where I think that's where there's a big problem in this joke for people because mm-hmm. oh, isn't that a hilarious predicament? Well, somebody who's trans would be like, "No, I've been <laughs> like dreading." telling my parents I've been dreading you know actually making the transition and how people respond it's not a hilarious predicament no what are you saying yeah no it's, that's it's a nightmare he, yeah uh, it, it's yeah it's it's weird how he talks about wouldn't that be hilarious well you know I don't know right I, what, I wouldn't know <laughs> when I first started writing jokes I here's what's funny about that yeah. and then that joke was never funny and mm-hmm. so I have edited all of that out of my out of my uh, out of my set. It's not drawing attention to something before you see it almost ruins the punchline. Sometimes explaining it just a tiny bit after you tell a joke though will help them laugh because sometimes you w- you tell a joke and you're like they can put this together, mm-hmm. but so. just because they can't doesn't mean they're stupid. They just it's just not enough information. Right. And then you give them a little bit of explanation, and then they're like, oh yeah. And then they'll start laughing. I'm like, wow, I thought that would ruin it, but it actually helped it a little bit. Yeah, and sometimes. So. It's good to have that. The other night at Funny Stop, I did my uh, my gender reveal joke. My uh, you know, my, my friends are on Facebook, and they, they did a gender reveal, and it was adorable. But if I do a gender reveal on Facebook, I'm a sex offender? <laughs> yeah. And then one person in the back laughed. Actually, wait. And then I was like, oh, yeah. so you guys don't like dick pics? And then... Collectively, the audience was like, "Oh, uh, yeah." See, I didn't funny. get it either. Yeah. I was like, "That's funny." I'm like, "Wait, why? Why do I think it's funny?" I'm like, "Well, I get it, but it's like it's got the joke structure to it." So I'm like, "That's funny." I'm like, "Wait, why is it funny?" Why, and it's yeah, like, "Yeah, dick pic." Yeah. yeah, that's that's what. It, yeah, I'm <laughs> revealing my gender. Hey, hello, Facebook. Here's my penis. <laughs> so between Chappelle, Michael Shea, Nikki Glaser. I mean, those are three different angles on trans jokes. Mm-hmm. Three, uh, Nick, Nikki Glazer's bit was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, talking about the, the size 16 stilettos, mm-hmm. that's funny. Uh, it's mostly about the actions of the people. Uh, that, that's, that's funny. So if you want to tell a joke about trans people, either really communicate your misunderstanding of it and the fact that you nat- you organically want to understand more and find a way to write a joke in that sense yeah. or uh, about about their objective actions <laughs> like objectively it shouldn't be critical of them it should be coming from a place of established ignorance right 
Right. If you're if you're talking about yeah, I mean you're the you're the bad guy in this joke. Don't make yourself me. the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Never make never make a minority no, yeah. or anything like that the bad guy. The joke, no. the victim, the minority, whatever it is. Um, because when you do that, you everybody turns against you. Nobody wants to hear that. A lot of people have to take that. Like they they just do that because they want that to be the vehicle for the laugh. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it to be like, hey, here's my actual opinion on something. There's a lot of times it's contrived, and that's another thing you need to understand about comedy. A lot of it is fiction. It may be delivered as Nonfiction, because that's how they need to do it for you to convince. It's like you need to have some sort of suspension of disbelief, right? So. Right. No, maybe if if Michael Shea would have said something like uh, about Caitlyn Jenner releasing mm. like a, a rap album, uh, similar yeah. to something like Kanye would have used to do, yeah, uh, like past Kanye, that could make that joke come full circle. Yeah, a lot of modern comedies converging with the new style of comedy, which is very dry sarcasm. And so what people have to understand is you need to realize that just because they seem like they're serious, a lot of times they're just doing it because that's what modern comedy, it's more satirical than it is. You don't want a guy to come up there and be like, hey, I'm goofy, whoa, I'm (laughs) stupid. That's too much of a tell, and it's not contemporary comedy because it's outdated and you don't need all those tells. People need to be smart enough to understand that you're coming from a place of just just go with it and understand that this is probably a work of fiction, even though they seem like real people. Right. And it's very confusing because who are we talking about specifically? I don't know. It varies from comic to comic. So, you know, I don't want to sit here and paint everything as one thing or another. Right. But broad strokes. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, these, these are people who are on top of their game. And, uh, I mean, just being able to because I, I love the just the study of comedy just theory yeah. comedy theory is great and it's constantly evolving just because mm-hmm. stand-up is such a new art form in the scheme of things I mean it's really the last 50 years I mean it's mm-hmm. it's one of the art forms that originated in America one of the few mm-hmm. you know art forms that has originated here and uh, we're trying to help people get through their days and their lives in a way that, you know, brings some levity to the situation. Yeah. And uh, to punch down, and then punching down in, in this case would be, you know, you make the victim of the joke uh, the punchline. That's not as funny as if you make the people who are victimizing or yourself yeah. the joke. That's that's what's funny. That's You can take any topic and, uh, and make yourself the butt of the joke or, or make whatever outdated frame of mind that's marginalizing people the butt of the joke and and i think it's safe yeah that's the way to do it i don't know i would love to find a way to uh, write a a joke and like take it to mike's next week about this topic and yeah i think it's healthy to make sure that you know you don't want to make comedy some a tragedy for someone to hear right you know when when (laughs) what they're living is already right don't make it a nightmare for people i think that's certainly more than fair to say that. Uh, so it can be very confusing sometimes because sometimes it does seem like there's a level of animosity there when it may not be intended. And again, it's hard to, to dissect this because I don't want to paint with broad strokes here, but it's it's a, it's, it's a sticky situation. It's fun to parse through it. Right. But uh, And it's important that we do this. Yeah. Because these are my opinions, and sometimes they are knee-jerk opinions. I may... 
I may hear this back and be like, oh, I actually don't agree with that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but it's like, it just depends on what it is. <clears throat> I'm trying to be as honest as possible, though, mm-hmm. too. And it's good to, to, I don't know. To sound these things out. Yeah. I would, I mean, <coughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to write a joke uh, this week and, and see how it works and how I can work it out. And, yeah. Uh, you know, based off of what we've talked about here today and what, yeah. we've, what we've learned here today. Yeah. What have we learned today? I, so, I, I hate to talk with absolutes. I don't want to do that. No, I would no, rather. Always never is like this. These are my opinions, and I am perfectly a fallible person. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, yeah. No, my, my opinions have changed dramatically over time. I'm yeah. open to learning new things and yeah. hearing from other people. So, you Listen know, you to have, people. Yeah. That's, I'm not going to, if, if somebody comes to me and, and gives me, you know, gives their opinion, I'm not going to be like, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. Because yeah. from their perspective, they're right. Nobody nobody yeah. walks around and is like, I'm wrong about everything. Yeah. And they're, at that point in time, from their perspective, this is this is what's true. And so to to immediately just be like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. You, you're, you're making it impossible to build a bridge. You and have to, yeah. I like to, I, I like to opinionate it, uh, in an opinionated way, tell people they're wrong about something only because I feel like they are. But also, you don't know that though. You know, you're not you're not going to get through to them. Right. Much. Now they're going to dig their heels in and be defensive. Right. But now, now you're attacking me. But the important thing is, if you're going to call people, try and label people as wrong, you just need to be able to admit that you're. You need to be open to admitting that you're wrong. Yeah. Exactly. And also, provide reasoning. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. That is probably the safest bet. Fact based reasoning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. So, yeah. I mean that that's. I mean, how I can sum this up is, you know, to attack somebody for delivering a joke that may be touchy and may not have been crafted out, mm-hmm. that you're not helping anybody. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so kind of be open to the fact that people don't understand where you're coming from. Right. And uh, the best way to, to build that bridge is to be accepting that they don't understand. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And fill those gaps in with your own, you know, with education and empathy. That's another important thing. Um, I mean, I think that's key to to having an audience with you, like, throughout your whole set, is if you develop empathy, if you, you know, from the jump, you've got them. Yeah. You know, to tell them they're wrong. To I'm not going to, <coughs> I'm not going to perform at a show in uh, rural Ohio and, and bash Trump. That's silly. I think that's a little different. I think bashing them for liking Trump is bad. Mm-hmm. Bashing Trump, but but not giving them what they want to hear per se and ruining their night is a different thing. All, as wrong as they might be in my opinion. But yeah, I think it's important not to bash people for who they are based on their environment and their circumstances. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think we've is there anything else you want to throw in? No, no, I've ranted enough. <laughs> We're good. Yes, uh, we'd like to bring some guests on the show too. Uh, That'd be great. Their, yeah, and and kind of get their two cents. Mm-hmm. I mean, but we're we're just at, at this point of the show, we're really just trying to figure out what it is and yeah. and where we're going to go with it. So, any feedback from from you who are listening, you one person that just happened to stumble upon this based off of a Facebook link, right? Uh, kind of uh, g- give us a little bit of guidance because we're open. Yeah, this is so new. I like, think that hey, would be great. Yeah. Because again, you know, you're just coming out with honesty, so so it, it's, it's important good to be for honest. that. Too. Yeah, yeah. What we're really trying to do is is 
<laughs> overanalyze what's funny. No, it's, it's to yeah. take. We can you can laugh at anything, you know. And like I said, find a way to to help you, the audience, mm-hmm. do the same thing. Sounds good. That's that's what we're here to do. Mm-hmm. That's our that's our civic duty. Absolutely. You know, now that we we're so important. <laughs> yeah, we're, we are. <laughs> a, not all heroes wear capes. These are good social discussions, though, for sure. Of course. Of course. I mean, somebody's got to say the things that are uncomfortable. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, world, let's make this better rather than, okay, world. Absolutely. I'm, I am fired now? Yeah. I, I probably have more quips with conservative America than I do liberal America. But we definitely got my, my devil's advocate out of the way. And yeah. I liked played. it. Yeah. You need that. Cool. Absolutely. All right. So uh, that'll do us uh, do it for us here today. Good uh, talk, David. Yeah. Likewise, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is you can't laugh at that. I'm David Horning, and I'm Steve Mers. I am the David Horning on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Steve Mers on Instagram. At Stephen Mers on Twitter. Ooh, formal formal Steve on Twitter. Yeah. The other one was taken by me 12 years ago. God damn it. <laughs> Forgot Ask the password. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I was a woman then, so just remember that. Yeah. Don't save Steve. You're, um, sorry, Stephen. Here I go again. Uh, anyways, yeah. Thanks. All right, guys. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your day. And uh, find what's funny. If you'd like to weigh in on today's topic, follow us on Twitter at You Can't Laugh Pod. Or like us on Facebook at You Can't Laugh at That. And tell us how you did laugh at today's topic or how you didn't. This is all about the conversation, is what I'm saying. All right. Bye.